Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 403. On this episode, we've got some renewal news, and then we'll be talking about recent episodes of All American, The Gifted, A Million Little Things, Riverdale, and The Rookie. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 403. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Carla Day from TV Die Hard. And Tina Charles from TV Goodness. Thank you, Carla and Tina, for joining me to talk a little TV this week. Hey, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Woo! Yeah, Yeah, we were just talking right before we started recording about the... How long it's been since we've chatted on on the podcast, and it's it's been a while. It's been a while. I thought you forgot about me, Jason. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, so, well. Regular listeners to the podcast will know that over the last year, it seemed like I sort of forgot about the podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, there wasn't. Wasn't that I forgot about you? It was there was nothing to? <laughs> okay, that makes me feel better. Okay. So if it's episode four oh three, does that mean this is only the third episode you've had of the fall TV season? No, we uh, episode three ninety eight was our ten year anniversary episode. So ah, gotcha. And okay. That was that was like right at the end of September. So okay. Yeah. So we're gotcha. so we're five episodes into. Uh, We've hit this fall season really good. Only taken one, one week off uh, since then. So <laughs> oh, that's really, good. Yeah, that's great. We're sort of back Tugging into. Along. Yeah, we're sort of back into uh, uh, the swing of things here. Awesome. Uh, and in uh, other news, CBS All Access has renewed Strange Angel for a second season, which is a show I didn't watch but had. One of the weirdest descriptions of a show I've ever read. <laughs> I I did see I did see the first episode and I still can't really explain what the show's all about. Um, but good for because I think the guy who played Rupert in Homeland is in that one and he's great. So when I saw the news that you posted and are like outline, I was like, oh, what's Strange Angel? So that's how <laughs> I know about it. <laughs> uh, I I only know about it because they they actually i mean they screened the first episode at uh, atx last uh last june and that's where i they had like a description of the show because you're like going through all the things you're like what's strange angel like half the show like sounds something and then it has this whole weird like sex cult side yes. to, the thing, to it or something I, like that that was like yeah, Wait, where? I, huh i actually <laughs> i actually went to the premiere in Los Angeles of the, I don't remember if we watched the first episode or the first two episodes and it wasn't bad, but it definitely got real strange. And, um, I didn't have CBSL oh, access. <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> I didn't have CBSL access at the time, so I didn't continue watching it, but it's a super weird show. Uh, next up, uh, Netflix has renewed Bojack Horseman for a sixth season. So awesome. More of that. Uh, and then uh, uh, Showtime is uh, reaching into their previously canceled uh, shows and bringing back not the same Penny Dreadful uh, 
that they canceled, but a new sort of a new version of it called Penny Dreadful City of Angels, uh, which sounds like it's going to focus more around, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Mexican culture and uh, oh, some, okay. of the, some of the, what would you call it? Legends. Yeah, uh, legends and lore of that mm-hmm. type uh, in, from that area. But from the same people that did the previous one, just not the same characters and stuff like that from the uh, the previous one. So if you like that show, I'm uh, probably uh, like the new one that's coming. And then uh, in news of things that haven't premiered here yet, but yet it's getting two more seasons, uh, Sky One, or where it will play once it uh, debuts here, in the States, uh, Sundance Now and uh, Shudder, uh, ha- they've renewed A Discovery of Witches for a second and a third season. So That's exciting stuff. It premieres here in January, so it just, oh, yeah. uh, and it just had their finale in England. Yeah, so, and it seems that uh, people obviously really liked it for uh, Sky One to jump in and give it two more seasons. Also, if you end up uh, sort of a thing to, like, if you like that type of show, you can kind of go into it knowing you're going to get at least three seasons of it. And not, <laughs> and not be well, I mean, it's got Matt, it has Matthew Good in it, so it's got to be That's right. Good. So it's got to be good. Uh, it's either strange or good. <laughs> no, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, uh, that's the news. All, uh, all good news this week. After uh, I don't know a few uh, cancellations and things, and no new pickups of any type, though, of any of the uh, new shows. Although a lot of stuff has been uh, already picked up. There's not too much. I don't think there's really too much out there that hasn't uh, on the new show front. But uh, with that, we'll move on to the prime time segment. And first up is uh, Riverdale, Season 3, Episode 3, Chapter 38, As Above, So Below. And uh, Riverdale is in one of those shows that I really liked in the first season, but somehow, <laughs> somehow just didn't, I don't know, continue on. Like, it was one that I fell behind on in the second season, and so haven't been watching the third season, so... But both of you have, and uh, we'll start with you, Tina. What uh, What are you thinking about? Oh, why me? <laughs> why me? Why don't you start with Carla? <laughs> well, I'm liking the third season better than the second season. I will say that. Um, Though that's not saying much. I know. <laughs> um, and oh, sorry. Was that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hiram continues to be really, really awful. Um, There's a fight club scene going on at the juvenile detention, right, Carla? Yeah, I wasn't quite sure if I was watching Arrow or Riverdale, (laughs) but yeah. Or any other show, because they're always like CW shows. It's like Fight Club in prison. Yeah, there's usually some sort of fight club that shows up. At one point or another in a TV show. So 
Um, Archie was at the center of this one because um, in last week's episode, Mad Dog, his roommate, kind of disappeared. Um, and then they said he died in that riot that Archie caused, which he did not cause. And um, and and now Archie found out exactly what happened. Well, not exactly what happened, but he found out that Mad Dog was part of that whole fight club ring that um, the warden has going on. And now he's part of it. Um, he's basically taking Mad Dog's place and um, basically gets the crap beat out of him. <laughs> The best thing about Archie in prison is that Archie is no longer with any of his friends. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, but I, Carla, I was just thinking that I really actually like Archie this season. And maybe it's because exactly. he's on his own. And maybe it's, it is because he's on his own and he's showing himself to be a leader and, um, and a solid guy. So I do find myself like, usually I don't like these fight club things like these stories, but I'm actually okay with this one. So, and I think maybe it's because Archie is actually somebody that um, I'm liking this season. I, it's, it's actually shocking to me. <laughs> I was going to say it's shocking to me as well. And the fact that he's like, we're going to break out of prison. Not that that's going to end well, but right. at least like, He's doing something and he is like his own man or his own boy or guy or whatever you want to call him. Man boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like he's not being controlled by anyone else. Like and yes. I like him not being with Veronica or constantly worried about like Veronica. And he's not like Hiram. I just can't stand. He needs to die. Um <laughs> Like he's not he's not Hiram's little puppy dog, you know. Like Archie's one of the better things about this season, which um, <laughs> it's guess, shocking. It's shocking. And I mean, I it know. just yeah, it just came to me. I was watching it today, and I was like, "Wow, I really love Archie," and I'm not sure what to do with that. Though I will say, I do like Alice and FP together as long as, Al like, the whole farm thing, I hate. Um, I hate anything that has to do with a cult. And that, yeah. that cult thing is is ridiculous. not, is ridiculous. I just. And then the I whole mean, Griffins and Gargoyles thing. Like, I feel like the writers were like, we have to write something this season. Let's pull this stupid ass <laughs> game out of our, you know, like, where did this come from? But here's and the, the thing. I'm good. I'm good with it only because it's leading to a, an episode that really features the adults and, as and as kids, like a flashback episode. So, um, that, in that way, I am excited about it, but it is really weird and I'm not, and I can't, I'm, I don't follow everything. So, um, I'm just gonna keep watching until it, it all makes sense to me. <laughs> the origin of the game coming back. So like the second origin story of the game better be really good. Like, why did it take 30 years for this game that was deadly, you know, when they were kids, when the adults were kids, why is it coming back now? Like that connection, it better be good or I'm going to be really irritated. 
All right, but I do love FP and Alice. I'm on board I with do those too. too. Um, I do also like the speakeasy. Do you mean, do you mean Peach Pit After Dark? Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Or should we look, or was they call it Le Bon Oui? Yes. Um, I do like that addition. I do. I do. Well, first of all, um, you know, Josie gets to sing there. And, Which is always a good thing. Yeah. I mean, because, like, again, one of the complaints I have of this season is the complaint I had for the first two seasons is that they don't do much with Josie. Um, so at least we'll get to see her in that milieu. And um, they don't do much with Cheryl and Tony either. But that's, you know. There was a lot of Cheryl and Tony last season, though. So. Oh, uh, so are you over that? No, I'm like, I think it's fine. I just, I think that's not the main storyline right now. They yeah. had their, like, getting together story last season. So now, and it's also not so much Cheryl's story at this moment. It's more about the cults, yeah. the, um, the game, which she's not part of, and then Archie. Right. So, I mean, those other characters are secondary <clears throat> in the storylines right now. So I think that yeah. works. Mm. Um, I'm going to set... Uh, next week, so I'm looking forward to seeing the Speakeasy set. Hopefully, we'll get to see it. Oh, totally! Pictures, please. Of course. <laughs> so I'm like hit or miss on the season. I think um, so. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina came out last week, which is kind of the spinoff of Archie or of Riverdale, but it's on Netflix. And I think that that show, um, I don't, did you watch either of you watch it? I've watched the first episode so far. Yeah, I've seen the first half. I've seen the first okay. five. So I think, I think that that show highlights what some of the problems with Riverdale is after the first season is that with Sabrina, you definitely have a mythology and it's a solid mythology that they can rely on for their storytelling. Riverdale's problem, I think, each season is it's trying to reinvent itself with a mystery in this town, but it has no, like, mythology. So, you know, you had the first season, which had the murder mystery, which was great. The second season, they tried that whole, like, um, Black Hood slash mob thing, which I don't think really works. And now this season... I still think they're trying, you know, they have this game thing and the cults, and I'm not sure where that's going or if it's going to, I'm a withholding judgment, but I think same here, but with Sabrina, it really has a solid mythology. And so I think in a lot of ways that show is going to end up being much more successful than Riverdale. Um, and it's storytelling. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Riverdale is a show that, you know, they're, they're putting their whole, you know, a whole new spin on, you know, the Archie comics, which, you know, none of this was happening in like the, you know, the original ones. They've done a lot of different things with that, you know, more recently. But, uh, but yeah, I could see that. Like, there's no. I don't know, but Riverdale being on CW kind of falls along the CW formula of the way they do shows. And it's usually like a different mystery or um, big bad or whatever every season. I think I feel like all the shows sort of reinvent themselves or try to reinvent themselves with each new season. Well, you kind of have to. I mean, 
I mean, when you have like a central murderer at the, you know, the middle of the first season, then you're probably going to try and put some sort of mystery every season. Uh, and it, you know, a lot of times that stuff just doesn't work out because it was like so, it's one of those that's like so well thought out and and works well in a first season, but then second, third, fourth season, you just go, really? This is happening yeah. to these people again? I mean, you know? but, like, but yeah, well, there's that. And then also if you don't, if you don't, if you're not on board with whatever the season long arc is, then you're kind of SOL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Sabrina does, it will be reinventing itself in some way in season two because of the way season one ends, which I'm not going to say, but thank you. Like, um, um, but I, the mythology in and of the show itself is all like remains the same, you know, of the witch world and the darkness and whatever they call it. And, but Sabrina is also 10 episodes. Yes, the CW shows have to have a lot more to fill. um, So they have to, you know, and that's not always successful. I mean, the 10 episode season sometimes feels too short, but when it's when you're all mythology, it's perfect. True. Yeah, I mean, that's why I like the idea of the Veronica Mars coming back, but only going to be like eight. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I love that show. But you could say that that show had a great first mystery you know things didn't quite live up to it uh in subsequent seasons especially when you had to try and do a whole nother like season-long arc or try and turn it into two uh different things or something and uh so yeah i think i don't know sometimes i think you can at least i mean at least that show had built into it like you know detective agency so like you would expect some sort of mysteries or things to be investigated but yeah i don't know you haven't really talked about a show that makes me go yeah i should go back and catch up well i mean i kind of i kind of like archie's um story this year the fact i i wasn't sure how i was going to feel about him being separated from everybody for as long as i mean it's it's been like that for the first three episodes i it, I don't know how much longer it's going to last, but I feel like that's um, a good story. And I feel like the speakeasy has potential and um, it's just this Griffin, Griffins and gargoyles and cults and thing that it, that could. It could be amazing could be a- or it could be <laughs> yeah. like being a waste of time. Totally. So I'm just going to reserve judgment on that story. So I suck at that. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, with that, we'll move along to the next show on the list, uh, which is All American Season 1, uh, Episode 3, Lowercase I. But I don't know if they're trying to say one or I or like. Oh, is that the title? Yeah, I didn't or, even realize. Or like, a, you know, like a, like a lowercase me or I don't know exactly what they're going for there. I think maybe you're saying there's no I in team yeah, maybe. because that seemed to be the, Could be. the That's theme. A, yeah, it was all about the team. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll start with you this time, Carla. What uh, what are you thinking about All-American? 
Okay, so a little disclaimer. I have to be very careful about what I say because I've now seen the first six episodes. Okay. Um, so I did go back and look at a recap to make sure where this episode ends because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, I really enjoy this show a lot. Um, my only complaints through the first three episodes was this whole, like, is he or is he not the father? Right. Um, thing and. I felt like that, um, the way it's played out the first three episodes, um, I found a little annoying cause it's like, they definitely are leading you in one direction. And then they all of a sudden are like, they pull it back and they're like, Oh, maybe not. Maybe is he, isn't he? Um, but the but end was, of three, the end of three and you kind of, kind of gives you kind of made it seem like maybe he is right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and- it, it does. It does do that with. I mean, from the you know from the first one, you're like, okay, so, uh, and now they're showing. But like the only, the only alternate like thing I could come up with is that like they they did know each other. I mean, after like the first episode, that reveal at the end was like maybe they did know each other, and so when she saw, you know, uh, that he was the coach at at Beverly and you know there was a shooting at their at the Crenshaw game that you know that she went to him and asked you know because they knew each other and now you find out they dated so like there's still the possibility that like it's just a you know like a a really good friend or former boyfriend like doing a solid for somebody but they're so it's now starting to feel like they're so pointing to that just so they can rip the rug out from under you like it's gonna be something else and then that's not gonna make any sense though or something like i don't know so i'll tease this much the end because at the end of three by the end of three i was kind of like oh my god is this gonna go on forever all right it is a very big plot line over the next three episodes and you do get much more clarity to that answer um and it, I do appreciate the way it plays out as annoying okay. as at times it is like, it seems to make sense if that, like how, it, how they wrote it. Yeah. I don't, out. I don't feel like we're getting hit over the head with it so far in the first three, maybe in the first one, a tiny bit, but that just at the end, I mean, it, it just, it does seem like kind of a, like it's hinted at and everything, but I never feel like, I haven't felt annoyed by it so far. Maybe, maybe after week three, I don't know, but, um, well, it was just the reveal at the end of the first episode. And then at the end of the second episode, they revealed that he was standing off in the distance, watching him play football yeah. as a kid. Uh, right. And, and while he was also asking if his dad was there and she's, and she's telling him no. Uh, and then this one, he finds out that, you know, they actually knew each other and dated. Right. And and so, and I think it was the fact that it was like little morsels each episode. And I was afraid that it was going to stay like that through the whole first season. Well, here's the thing. After after watching this is us and them being like, is how did Jack die and everything like that for the whole season? I think I can handle any other show doing that because like, 
This is oh, us see, I found so that annoying kinda... on This Is Us, too. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it was so... You're um, used to the that annoyance was so, of that type of... I'm used to it now, <laughs> and, I don't, TV, so. and, I, and I don't feel like it's to that level. It's to This Is Us level. So right. I, I'm, I'm okay with the way they're piecing it out. What I'm interested in episode this episode, I did like... Um, the team aspect. So I think maybe that, like you were saying about the title, that that's where it comes from, is that that kind of was resolved somewhat. Yeah, I was a little bit worried um, that when, you know, it became a Beverly versus Crenshaw thing and they had that, that impromptu scrimmage and and his old teammates and Crenshaw kind of turned their back on him and... He was, you know, accepted by Beverly. I was kind of upset, a little upset that, like, in order for him to be accepted by Beverly, his teammates over at his old teammates at Crenshaw had to turn his back on, turn their back on him. But um, I kind, I like the way Spencer kind of went back to his old team and was like, "Hey, here's a tip that can help you out." So I, I, I hope like that relationship with his old teammates doesn't completely end. At the same time, you have to understand how his old team would feel like he betrayed them by leaving. Oh, totally. I mean, like, there's, I mean, he was the one of the, he was their star player or one of their star players. And to leave, not only just to leave the team to go somewhere else, but then you add in the socioeconomic differences between the teams. And it's like he was turning his back on his people, you know? And so, yeah. Like, not just his team, but his whole community. And so I get why there was some tension, but I do like how it was kind of left. Right. I, well. I get it too, but I, I kind of like that they sort of didn't leave it there. And Well, they still and set it up back. as, of course, they're going to meet in the championship game. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's going to happen. Uh, and we got and we got this show's version of uh, of a fight club with an impromptu uh, football game where they're it, <laughs> where they're playing. It was uh, like a rumble. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I felt it was. <laughs> uh, I did find that the um, like there was a lot of moments where I was watching and I was just like on the edge of my seat in yes. fear for these characters for like what's going to happen. Cause you have the football game too. Like there's different times where people are like you at any moment, it could just like explode and someone could get hurt or killed or like whether it was, you know, between the characters, the two locations, whether it was during the football game. Cause I'm like, Oh great. They have no helmets on. Like, they, yeah. I'm like, like, this isn't a flag football game. Yeah. They were no, still, I'm like, yeah, they weren't playing like, two hand touch out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, somebody's going to like break a leg or something. I'm like, I don't need to see bone. And then there was the whole, the police pulling over, um, Jordan, Jordan. and Jordan having no clue what, the situation was like watching that unfold. Like well, I, 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 I like the I, I conversation. Like yeah. I like the conversation that it brought up between him and his father. Absolutely. So. Well, and even with Spencer and Billy, like to say, to be like, why wouldn't you have warned him? Right. You know, I thought that was pretty like those conversations I thought were really honest and, you know, in today's days and in today's day and age with different things going on, I thought it was 
something that you don't see on TV every day. Yeah, but and I also felt because of that type of stuff that how sheltered is he that he didn't have, like, even on his own, have even the tiniest clue. Well, I think that... Yeah. I think that part of that was when he said if he had the same color skin I do, or I don't know how he worded it, being in like in Beverly Hills or whatever, would you have had the conversation? So I thought that that because one of the things I had was I was like, he's in Beverly Hills. Wouldn't his parents have been worried that he'd be pulled over in Beverly Hills? You know, and yeah, but issue. when you when I think when you grow up in a place and that's all, you know, like you think you're safe. Right. Yeah. You think that. And everybody knows who you are, but you know, that doesn't, and it's not always the case. <laughs> right. But I thought that was an interesting, um, I thought that was a really interesting dynamic and a different way of approaching it than I would have expected it to go. Yeah. Um, and then I also liked, um, Olivia and Layla spending time together in this episode, um, it was about time, I think, because we knew that they were friends before, best friends, but they clearly, there was a break, and we found out how Olivia and Asher had had some, I don't know, was it like some drugged up hookup or something <laughs> before, you know, during uh, Olivia's wild days, and she ended up in rehab and everything. So um, I, I just think it was nice that we saw those two interact more. Um, what I thought was interesting about that is from when we knew they had the issue before is that was thinking that it was because she knew about it. Oh, you thought she knew about it? I assume that that's what did it. And like we like it wasn't because she knew. So something else happened. You know, maybe it was just her going to rehab. Right. Well, I think it just she has just like stayed away from her. Yeah, she feels because guilty because she, she so hooked guilty. up with her boyfriend. Uh, right. I don't think Layla knows anything about it. No, and, but that's um, what I initially thought it was because she okay. knew. So I misunderstood that dynamic okay. between them. Okay. I love Olivia. I think she she's like my favorite character on this on All American. So I'm uh, very curious, and I like that she's has this flawed recent past and I'm looking forward to even learning more about that. So. so I do have a question for you guys, as far as Spencer's concerns, like who are you like kind of seeing his dynamic? Are you more interested in his dynamic with romantically? I mean, I'm not um, a big shipper, but like, I feel like you he's mean like with his sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> his quote unquote sister yeah, his, baby quote, sister. his quote unquote she, maybe half sister I, I feel like Carla knows and no, we don't I bet, Jason no that absolutely has nothing to do with my question actually uh, um, well orig originally before I knew like yeah you know there was some that there may be some sort of relation there I thought I thought Spencer and Olivia had a nice connection. I think they both do, but I, I kind of liked, like, instantly those two together when she, like, offered to, you know, share what was the book, computer, or whatever at the at, <laughs> in the class. And, uh, yeah, and then they... Olivia or Layla? Olivia, the the potential okay. half-sister, you know, offered. Okay. And then, <laughs> no, they all, the main problem I had is when he was walking through the courtyard with her and then sees Layla and 
and you're like, you're standing by a very beautiful right. woman. What all of a sudden would make you look away <laughs> yeah. from having a conversation with her? Uh, but at first I was annoyed that Spencer was like looking at Layla like he was and everything like that. But I feel like the show is doing a good job um, fleshing out some of these characters. Like we've learned more about Layla. We know that she's lost her mom and, you know, her dad's not around a lot and things like that. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if I want Spencer and Layla ultimately together. I've, I, you know, I'm also interested in seeing more about between, um, Olivia and Asher. Um, I, there might be something there. I don't know. Um, but I'm Olivia, not at, Oh, Olivia, Olivia uh-huh. and Asher. Mm. Uh-huh. I mean, because they had that hookup and. And that was a and that was a mess and everything. <laughs> but like in this third episode, they had a scene together, and I thought they were kind of there was a little bit of chemistry there. So I wouldn't I mean, mind seeing that explored. Yeah, when he says that she's the third person that he was talking about. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you asked the question, Carla. So who are you shipping? I liked. Um, I like. Uh, the, I would say. Um, <laughs> I, I I would probably say Layla. I think the two of them, I don't know. There's something, there's some like spark or so, you know, I mean, she's with Asher, but like, there's almost like an, an, like he's able to be like honest with her or something. Like he's not living in the same house. So I think that <laughs> like, um, and there's not the whole like accidentally walking in on him and yeah yeah oh, like awkward yeah like that and then I mean there's her brother and the the dynamic between like them as teammates and like it just is kind of like I feel like that would be more complicated but again Layla's with Asher so that's a whole other issue so I think I'd rather see and. That this has nothing to do with whether they are could or could not be brother and sister, but I just feel like there's a more interesting story to be told there um, with Spencer and Layla. I they both, I, you know, yeah. I she feel doesn't like have a I'm, mother. He doesn't have a yeah. father. She or has father issues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I liked how he, you know, sort of summed her up. Uh, based on his first impression, or he and thought then, he summed her up. Well, <laughs> But then when they showed you at the end of that episode that she was in this big house all by herself, that he had actually nailed it you know, right. type, mm-hmm. of, type of thing. And so I like some of the way some of the way they write some of the stuff uh, and some of the stories. Some of it feels a little I don't know. It, some of it's too cliche and then some of it is like really well done. Yeah. Uh, but I think the the main problem I have with the show is. Not a one of them looks like a teenager. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I. Oh, well, then don't be watching Roswell when it comes out because they're all like 40 years old playing. But that was Beverly Hills 90210. I mean, that was like. Yeah, but. Like, that's like so many high school shows. Yeah, I I know. It's, it's, it, it continues to be a thing. It, it just when you were, I don't know. I don't know. When I was younger, it didn't know. I guess it wasn't quite as noticeable exactly. Uh, uh, 
Uh, oh, it was. I remember we would complain about um, Gabrielle, Andrea Zuckerman. Yeah. Looks like, like yeah. forty back then. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, we yeah. knew. I mean, we knew Luke Perry and Jason Priestley. They all looked older. I know, and you know, Luke Perry even back then. Luke Perry right now is playing younger than he actually is <laughs> <laughs> on Riverdale. Uh, so, like, it 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 continues the mythos there. Yeah, uh, it's it's but, always been a thing, but yet I don't know. It I don't think sticks, this is it seems to particularly blatant to me. I don't know. It, it sticks out more to me. I don't know why in this one. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I just, actually I just that was the thing of... I liked about Sabrina is that she's act the actress is actually only like eighteen or something like that, playing sixteen. Right. You know, so like <laughs> actually closer to the actual age i don't know sometimes it uh it throws you a little off with, the, uh, yeah. with some of them. i don't know i'm used to it you know i mean, I'm the, used the to guy, it that's this is par for the course yeah, the guy that was playing spencer's replacement if that guy wasn't 35 <laughs> like, <laughs> like, man like that, uh, i don't know i, I do I, like spencer's brother me at all. He's I cute. love Spencer's brother. Yeah. Oh, and also, I mean, we we have to talk about. Um, it's a Cooper. Is it? Yeah. Is that Tiana? Yeah. Right. I mean, she she had some. I like that they're showing her story along with everybody else's. You know, like we saw her come out to her mom, and and her mom told her that she had to leave, um, and then she ends up. Um, going over to Spencer's mom's house. So I guess she's going to be living there now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty great. I thought that was a good story. And I like that they're, you know, branching out, they're showing, they're fleshing out supporting characters. Well, and I like that, um, the, the difference between the dynamic between her and her, uh, girlfriend and or well potential girlfriend I don't know if they're like whatever they are right um and then and then her and Spencer's relationship like that dynamic is we didn't get to see a lot of it in episode three but like that will develop like it'll be you'll see her in different ways which I think makes her character even more um and then what's happening with her and her um the guy whose name I can't remember the guy, the the gangster guy, or oh right, I don't know his character's name, but right, like how she's pulled in all these different directions, and we get to see different sides of her, which I yeah. think is which is rare for a secondary character like hers. I think, um, yeah, it's great because she was on Empire and she was good on Empire, but we didn't learn a lot about her there, and so now her being on all America is cool just to see her get to do all these different things. Yeah. So. I do think there's so many questions after the first three episodes, there's so many questions in the air about all these different characters. And I will say that a lot of that gets answered in the next, um, three episodes. So stuff doesn't just like hang out there forever. The story moves forward pretty quick, which I did appreciate a lot. And I was worried it wouldn't. Yeah, and I don't know um, what's going to happen as far as, like, you know, hookups and love interests and stuff like that. But I kind of like it that at this point we don't 
We don't really know. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I am a big shipper. I just, I can't help it, but I'm not, uh, Tina. I'm not really shipping anything, anyone right now. I mean, I have like little kernels of interest, but <laughs> nothing has fully developed. <laughs> and nothing really in the, that regard. It's interesting is like this show I feel like is not, and maybe even so, cause you know, it's a Greg Berlanti show. So maybe he kind of like is they're doing this on purpose where they like nobody is really paired up in That's such great. a way that like all of a sudden, I mean, you might have shippers here or there, but everything's very fluid and like open, I think at this point, which I do yeah. appreciate where some shows it's almost like as soon as the show is on the air, it's like, Oh, these two need to be together. And then it kind of like alters the, how you watch the, the show going forward. Yeah, they kind of, like, lead you a certain way. Like, and this show is not doing that. So yeah, I, appre- I, I appreciate that. it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm loving All Americans so far, so I'm on board. Me too. Love it. All right. <laughs> and I cry every episode, probably. So that's I. Good. Oh, my gosh. Did I do that this time? I mean, not like this is us crying, but... No. But it's like <laughs> a nice little, like... I mean, this is us crying oh. makes me not watch the show often because I'm like, I just have no energy for it. Yeah, but like this show, like it makes, it gives you the feels in like a really good it positive does. way. Yeah. I love it. Good job, CW. Keep it. Yes, uh, I'm already dehydrated. I just don't have <laughs> it in me right now to watch that show. <laughs> uh, oh. So with that... We'll move on to the next show on the list, which is The Gifted, uh, Season 2, Episode 5, uh, Aftermath. And uh, Tina, you're not watching this one, but... Uh... I'm behind. I'm super <laughs> behind. I'm still on Season 1, so... Uh, but Carla, you're you're caught up, and I'm caught up as of uh, about an hour and a half ago. Oh, so you probably remember more than I do. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. Overall, what are you thinking about uh, where things have gone here in a in a second season? I don't really particularly care for the fact that the team, like the original season one team, is split up. Um, I think the uh, how do I say this the the reasoning and the motives behind the people. Um, on, I feel, I feel like they're being used and manipulated and don't know it, but we don't really know that for sure. Like it's implied that maybe that's happening, that there's some mind manipulation happening on. Um, I wish there was a little more clarity on that. Um, but at the same time as I don't like them apart, I think storytelling wise, it makes sense and it definitely creates um, you know, some tension that is positive. So there's almost like three groups now instead of just like the anti mutants and the mutants. Um, so that's okay. I don't know. I mean, it's okay. I definitely think the end of season one was much stronger than the beginning of season two, but I'll keep watching. Yeah. I, I like if anything I just said even makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like some of I like some of it. 
I like the sort of the pace at which things are kind of going. Uh, the, you know, some of the action is uh, is decent. Um, I get why, you know, some of them would go off with this other group. Uh, you know, wanting to, you know, with the this this idea of, you know, creating a you know a mutant safe space type of thing. I get why they did it, but I, get I don't why they would get go, why they stay. Yeah, I at I, this point why they're still there. Well, if if there's not some conflict with that in up in the next couple episodes, then it will start to bother me. Because I mean, I get it with you know the the pregnancy and wanting to have a safe place to you know give birth and 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 then liking the idea of you know a safe place to raise your baby. Uh, and but why is Lorna still there? That's I don't get why she is still there. Well, unless I, there's mind control going on. Well, she has questioned it a little bit, some you know some stuff, but yet I, I'm starting to have a little bit of a problem of after you know like you know in the one episode she says you know she's asked around and she hears you know some of the things that the other person's done, and it's sort of seems like she shouldn't be okay with that like right uh, like that uh and there started to be it looked like there was some questioning but then in like this last episode it seemed like she was fully on board like, yeah she helped uh i i could see her also being on board like going to get people out of a place that like she was stuck in for years but yet like once they've done that she she still seems to be like completely on board with the like the direction that they're going and you know trying you know trying to get this other you know and the girl yeah everybody else trying to get this other girl to uh, you know use start using her abilities and so yeah i it is i mean it's kind of interesting with the you have this you have this underground uh mutant uh place that is sort of a safe space, but it's, you know, kind of a crappy place. Uh, but they don't want to have anything to do with like either side, you know, type of thing. And, uh, so there's, there's some interesting story stuff happening within that, you know, of, of one that's, you know, as he says, you know, you're fighting for tolerance, uh, you know, so to speak, or, you know, to, to be able to live, you know, with these people and we just want to live by ourselves. But then this other group wants to sort of live by themselves, but sort of take over, you know, kind of some area uh, to do so or something and is willing to do anything uh, to, you know, to get that objective. And I don't know, I think there's a lot of interesting competing uh, ideas. And then they throw in this, uh, uh, the purifiers as this, you know, this other group that uh, doesn't, you know, that is, you know, super against the, the mutants. And uh, so I think there's a lot of interesting things happening with, within it. And, uh, but yeah, I don't like, you know, seeing all, you know, some of these, uh, these people all apart. And there was also it was it was also a, like a little bit bigger, you know, core group as well. And now and and that core group is, 
even with uh, even if you include the the couple that are have split off that you you know you kind of see yeah is a, is a much smaller uh, a central group. Uh, I do like the the father storyline of that the whatever his dad did to him is starting not to work any longer. Yeah, that's interesting. And he's having his, he's like coming into his he's having what would have happened to him like as a teenager or was happening to him as you know as a kid as a teenager that his dad was able to stop he it was just prolonged uh and uh he's just, he's now having it you know, like he's sort of going like through puberty for his powers at you know 40 yeah. something you know uh that's a uh, that's kind of interesting and i did like the daughter sort of like standing up and doing no the reason we're a mess is because nobody's telling anybody anything. Oh, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, cause that is, that is one of those things that kills me in shows is everybody keeps, keeps keeping secrets from people because they think it's only going to make it worse. But the thing that makes it worse is the keeping of the secret. Right. Uh, and, uh, and so it, it, it feels like they're just things thrown in there to, uh, you know, to cause future conflict down the road. And I actually liked a storyline that somebody said, no, <laughs> that's the reason that there's a problem. You know, it's that it's sort of the same type of thing where you have this ongoing problem, but only because these two characters just have not had a conversation and that would like solve everything. Uh, but for whatever reason, they keep getting, you know, they keep getting kept apart with all kinds of wacky reasons so that, uh, you know, misunderstandings and bad things can continue to happen. And you're like, so it's in that sort of vein of things. So I, I like that, that they didn't go, they didn't continue like down that road with him, uh, you know, yeah. having problems with his powers. Like, and also he wasn't going to be able to uh, control him much longer. You know, one thing though, that you said about the different groups, how there's kind of like the purifists or whatever they're called, pure, what are the purifiers, purifiers. the purifiers, and then there's the underground and then there, you know, I think my, I like that there's these different groups forming because they definitely have points of view and all their points of view, whether right or wrong are understandable. And, you know, you have like, like Turner, like you understand why he's so anti-mutant, right? Because, I mean, they basically killed his daughter. So, or, well, they did kill his daughter. Like you understand where that rage and that anger and where that's coming from. And so from each of the groups, it's to varying degrees that you understand their motivations. And those that you understand, like for me, the ones where I understand their motivations, I feel like make more sense to me. And I wish that was just a little more clear for each of the groups and maybe it'll be coming. I think also part of it is the pacing, like this, the way the story is being revealed. I don't feel like it's very well paced in that regard. Um, and I wish that was kind of cleaned up a little bit, but I do appreciate and like how the world's expanding, even though we're seeing it through kind of narrow, um, narrow views with each group. Um, the one thing I'm really interested is I don't understand why Andy has stayed, um, especially after he nearly 
could have killed his sister. But now with the girl, I feel like that is going to be the rock that keeps him where he's at. The, the relationship they're developing. And I'm intrigued by that. Like to be able to see him um, grow personally in that regard. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to keep watching. I don't, I, I mean, I caught up with five episodes because we're, <laughs> because we're going to talk about on the podcast. Uh, as, as I've uh, mentioned on past episodes, uh, so far this fall, the podcast has been the impetus for me to catch up on things. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys have talked me into catching up on the gifted. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if anything, watch, watch, definitely catch up. Like I stopped halfway, not even halfway through season one and my niece loves the gifted. And so when we were together over the summer, we watched some episodes and then I came home and I watched the rest and the rest of season one's really good. Um, and I like kind of where it ends and it's not a bad show. I mean, it's better no. than some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Give it a go. We'll see. We'll see. All right. But that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on from uh, The Gifted uh, to The Rookie, season one, episode three, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And that, <laughs> and that is very fitting for the show. Oh, sorry. What? Okay. Well, now you got to start. Which part? Me? Is, which, yeah. Which part is The Ugly? All of it. I mean, um, <laughs> so I had watched the pilot and I'm a Hulu catcher upper. And because I had watched the pilot, um, the screener, like I had forgotten about the rookie. And then when we were deciding to do this, I was like, oh, yeah, it's on Hulu. Um, so the good is that it's on Hulu. So when I watch something just to throw on the TV when I'm eating dinner, I'll probably keep watching it. Um <laughs> The bad is, like, I'm sorry, the relationships between these people are just, like, oh, stop already. And the ugly is that it like is... Like, which just, relationships? Like, okay, the two rookies, they just happen to be dating before they both become rookies, like... And well, he's, they, like, a grandpa. They, but if they went to like, the they academy... They met at the academy. I know. Let's and because, I mean, Nathan in real life, I already, I checked his age. He's 47, but on this show, he's 40. I mean, like, she's it's, a baby and he's like she, a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I don't think they're going to last anyway. Um, and then the ugly is that, like, for a cop show, this is just not a compelling cop show at all but i'll keep watching it because it's on hulu and i have no commercial free hulu and i can just pop it on uh i don't know i kind of like it i mean i'm not like in love with it but i kind of like it and um i like the um the partners like you know nolan and bishop chen and tim and uh lopez and jackson west i kind of like um, just seeing their dynamics develop. I don't understand um, the sergeant. He just keeps making Nathan's character, John Nolan, he just keeps making like old jokes and just really being hard on him just because he's old. 
But isn't that annoying? Like, yes, that's I'm annoyed with the sergeant. Even though I love, even though I love Richard T. Jones, I love him. I'm going on record that I love him. His the fact that his character just keeps being so hard on Bishop just because he's older than everybody is ridiculous. No, but I totally get his reason. His he, (laughs) he gives it in the first episode. He he does. He doesn't want to see a bunch of people decide all of a sudden, you know, later in yeah. life to become, you know, it, cops that, you know, it might work out for him or it might work out for one or another. But overall, he thinks it, it would be a bad thing if people start playing out their midlife crisis right. uh, to become uh, to become cops. And so I he, get I get his that's age discrimination. Like that is against <laughs> it is. Well, it's it. I still get. I still get the character's motivation, and but overall, I I like. I'm the sorry, show. but I Nolan just... should be going to the union and and complaining and getting his ass fired. <laughs> yeah, that, that wouldn't work. Anyway. Uh, there's. I mean, that's why you have unions, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, partially. <laughs> union people that are listening, I was trying to make a joke. There's, um, there's all kinds of uh, uh things, but you know the. You also have, you know, I mean, to a detriment, you know, a lot of times cops stand up for cops. But here's the thing. Tell me one character on the show, not because you kind of like the actor, because, like, I love Eric Winter, but Tim Bradford, like, he is an awful human being. Um, but I but I feel like he's getting fleshed out because I hated him so much in the first episode. But in this last but episode, yeah, I'm – I, yeah, they're like they're – I'm liking him a little bit more. But does it justify his behavior? Well, no, but I think he's training. He's trying to train Chen the way he knows how. It's not a great way, but I think she's going to learn a lot. No, except that, <laughs> except that I liked in the second episode that she missed it. Like, yeah, when she was with the guy just wanted to write tickets. Like, she was like, "Wait, I'm not learning anything." Like, I want to. Yeah, I think like, there's a method to his madness. Like, he's a jerk about it, but, but I, I think feel like she's learning. Yeah, but I also yeah, think but- they've shown he's a little bit less of a jerk about it. And you see, and I thought that going all the way in and showing that, you know, not just the the wife, but that she used to be a cop. and she Yeah, got, I thought that was a good reveal. Uh, I, know, I think those were good reveals. I mean, don't get me wrong. Those were good. <laughs> They're fleshing the characters out a little bit. I just, none of the characters really, like, even Nolan, he doesn't really have a lot of charisma. There's not really a lot to like about him. And there's, I don't find that. I don't know. I like, I like that he, um, he's still, I mean, he's a rookie, so he might get jaded at some point, but I like how. He um, is still trying to see the good in people. I think he's he cares. He, you know what I mean. He's like, but I think he's also illustrating some of what the you know the lieutenant doesn't like. Like he's got all this life experience to right. to draw against, and you know where his you know his to is a little more. Uh, jaded, yet you see that she actually has a little bit of a they're rubbing <laughs> off on know, each other already. And, They're already uh, rubbing off on each other. I'm kind of looking forward to the next episode where they all get switched up. And into oh, is that what happens? Different... Is that what happens? I think in the next episode they get they get switched around and end up with the different. Uh, you know, each one ends up with one of the other training officers, which uh, 
Okay, that'll be interesting. Which apparently doesn't work out so well for, you know, the uh, legacy that that tends to freeze up under gunfire. Uh, yeah, well, it's so funny with him, Jackson West. He's like, um, like the first episode, he totally froze with gunshots. But then in the next two episodes, he really handled his his himself in fights. Yeah. Well, so I'm wondering if one, there's a story. Uh-huh. It seems like there's episode, a story though. about gunshots, yeah. like that where yeah. he grew up or something. Like there were gunshots, or someone he knew got shot, or like there seems to be something with guns. I mean, yeah. Like he says, he's really good with guns until other people are firing at, you know, like, he's, <laughs> like he's like number one at the range uh, type of stuff. But even in this last episode, when they were just at the perimeter, yeah, he soon, was like, as soon as the gunfire started, like he, he flinched and like was reaching. For, yeah. Uh, there might be some, there's, there has to be a story there. Why his issue with um, gunfire. It, it, well, it looks like it's going to come to a head because uh, he's, Looks like he, is he potentially free. Is he with Tim? Is yeah. he with Tim? Yeah. Okay, and that makes the, sense. Because in the the preview, they show him say, you know, him going to one to the other training officer and going, you know, how could you not, you know, like I've just I'm just back from getting shot, and you send me out with somebody you know <laughs> is going to freeze right. under fire, uh, you know, type of type of storyline, and uh, I like the whole storyline in this one about the Plan B. Like, yes. Uh, yes. It made me think about myself because I've, you know, periodically, you know, I'm in my business is in television production and I've always been a lot of the way I'm like, gosh, I really need to have a plan B, but I can't think of one. <laughs> well, I'm personally on like plan G. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I, I got done with plan B back it's in a- like. It's pl- uh, 20 years ago. It's it's plan E, isn't it, Carla? Yeah. For, for exercise? Yeah, but, but yeah. This is plan E for exercise, plan W for Weight Watchers. Yeah. Uh, I like Nolan with his, I think I'm on like plan D. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, He's like astronaut, lawyer, yeah. law school, <laughs> construction, police officer. Yeah. Next, next thing, you know, I'll be a beautician. So... I do have a question. Do either of you guys watch um, 911? I don't, but I want to. Yeah, I, you, I just, I, I don't know. It just didn't, uh, I watched the first couple episodes of the first season and it just didn't really grab me. So I think that part of my issue with this show is like, I, I love 911. It's not a show that I ever would have thought I would have watched. Right. Um, but it's a, it's, cops and firefighters and you know so it's broader a little bit than this but like those characters it's like the chicago shows all wrapped into one yeah (laughs) (laughs) but better um no it's a show it's a show i definitely want to um start watching i think i think that that show just did a much better job of creating characters that you almost like within the first few episodes like you really care about and character dynamics between each other and so um i think that kind of jades my view a little bit on this show and then also a new show that came out in New Amsterdam, which is not a cop show, but it's no, a I do. Show. I don't watch that. I watched that show and, and I already, I already gave it up. And I really like that show too, that has a lot of heart and humor mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm kind of comparing it against those two shows. And I just feel like right now it seems a little empty. Um, well, I'll that, give you it, that. It, 
it, you know? it is a little bit. It is a little bit, but I think it's going to get there because I'm already starting. I'm already starting. It's like I'm not attached to the characters, but I'm already starting. I can feel it like developing. Um, so who knows? I, I could be wrong. I could it, I could be episode 10 and I'm like, I'm still nowhere near feeling anything for these people. So sayonara. Yeah. <laughs> but but I feel like it might get there. And maybe it's because of my love for Nathan Fillion. I don't know. I mean, I do like this cast. I think they need to pay attention to some of the other ones. I mean, we barely, like the captain, Mercedes Mason, she's been in a lot of things, and she's barely doing anything on this show. And even the sergeant, Richard T. Jones, like, yeah, he gets to bluster at, at Nolan a lot, but I I we learned a tiny bit from him about him in this last episode, but I feel like we need to see, start seeing more and more of some of the other people too. So I think this show has a long, a long way to go, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to see it through for now. Yeah. I think they, I think they have some interesting characters and I hopefully in the next few episodes, we, you know, like start to see more of some of the, you know they're they they've mo- mainly focused on the the rookies, which makes sense given the title of the show and <laughs> right. and and whatnot. But I like the training officers. Uh, you know, like the two female training officers. They're both yeah. they're both headed for you know they both want to make detective, but for different reasons. Like one wants to be a detective, and one just knows that they have to do that before they can do the next thing they actually want right. to do. And, and so like, uh, you know, their, their reasoning for, for doing things and some of the, you know, and we've learned about Tim's backstory a little bit more. And so I'm hoping that we see actual backstory on the other two training officers a little bit more in the next, uh, cause we haven't gotten that much other than, you know, a story here or there, uh, about, you know, about yeah. their lives or whatever. Yeah, agreed. And so I'm, I'm hoping that it's early in the season, though. Yeah, I mean, it's episode three, so yeah. But I'm hoping that we hope start to get. To. I think that you'll have some of that stuff that you might be missing. That uh, if they start to give those type of backgrounds, like they've done for one training officer, to the other ones, everybody starts to become, and their interactions start to become, uh, you know, more interesting. Like I'm not super interested in, you know, the two rookies you know, secretly dating that, that feels like a terrible place to start, you know, type of thing, (laughs) except that it made a little bit, this other storyline of her, of uh, Tim's wife having been a cop and, you know, the, you know, the potential, how that could work. And then also potential of how that could not work, uh, you know, in, in that type of, uh, you know, those types of relationships. So I don't know. I, I, I like it also because it also has, while it deals in some serious situations, it has a good balance Yeah, and it has some humor in it. Uh, but, uh, and I like the cast. I mean, for the most part, like a lot of them are very familiar faces to me. So. Cause, Cause like last week we were also talking about <laughs> FBI and we, and we kind of talked about how dour that show is and, and <laughs> like how much more more fun this show is, even though they're not, you know, you're you're still going after, you know, like they went after somebody who was keeping women in his basement. You know, it's not like they're, yeah. like they're delving into super humorous subjects, but yet the show still has some fun around, uh, 
it and that's that's why I like it. It's yeah. I mean, that's kind of a, a kind of Nathan Fillion like special, right? Like, I don't think he ever does a show unless it has humor. I wish it had a little more humor. Oh. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I think that's Interesting. part of it. Though I will say that, I mean, for this show, but I generally, years ago, I mean, there's so much good television that I rarely watch these procedural type shows anymore. Same, same. And so it needs to, it needs to have a really good edge to really keep my interest. Um, and so far this one just, I... Like I said, I may throw it on just because it's on Hulu, but, um, the, uh, the, you know, we'll see where it goes. But I don't I could see me stopping watching it, too. Oh, totally. Same. But we'll see if I get attached. All right. That's the rookie. And we'll move on to the uh, last show on the primetime list this week. A Million Little Things. Season one, <laughs> episode six, Unexpected. And uh Carla, are you not watching because you're all out of tears from This Is Us and you just couldn't spare anymore to watch? <laughs> to be honest, I actually did not even watch the pilot of this episode, this show. I um, just made the decision that I w- would wait and see how the feedback on it was and maybe catch up at some point. Um, well, uh, well, it does but- have a full season pickup. Yeah. Um, so you guys can convince you guys can convince me why I should watch this show <laughs> about a guy who kills himself and the people that are left behind. I mean, it's definitely ABC's bid to yeah. do to have a "This Is Us" type show. Yeah, it's it's a little is, bit in that vein. Yeah, it's "This Is Us" if Jack committed suicide. No. Uh, <laughs> but see here, just to, it's to not, clarify, like it's not really. It's it's, it's actually not. it's actually way more interesting uh, in that. It's this you know group of friends, and it's not just they're all dealing with that, but then there's other uh, problems within uh, the group, or you know each p- person is dealing with uh, and stuff. And I don't know, I just think they do a really good job of how they deal with all these things. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked, really, because I watched the f- the pilot over the summer, and I just was not a fan. And, um, but like people at work where I work, they, they, they were talking about it and they're like, oh, it's so good. Da, da, da. So I'm like, I rewatched the pilot and I was like, okay, this is a little better. They had, they recast the wife and it's now being played by, um, they recast David Gintoli's wife and now being played by Grace Park. And, um, and I, well, liked, I like her. Yeah. And I liked there's she's not she's not in it enough to be honest for me but um i i ended up liking the pilot better the second time i watched it and like with each episode i'm watching and i'm like okay i'm liking this and i'm liking that and like and then i watched the most recent episode i'm like okay i really like this show and i just i'm shocked because i really wasn't a fan in the beginning and now i'm like i have to watch it Every week. <laughs> I I still think that it's the type of show that past a season, I still wonder like how you continue to create uh, because a lot of the stuff is built on other people not knowing stuff. 
uh, <laughs> at, at things. And then once all of the things that are interesting about that dynamic get found out, how do you, cre- you know, do you create new? Because there are a se- million little yeah, secrets. That's right. It's a million <laughs> little things. Uh, so, but, but for now, I'm really liking the way things are playing out. Uh, yeah. Also it's all, that it's- some of the things come out like way sooner. Like there's, there's reveals that happen way sooner than I would have expected them to happen. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, that I, I that mean, I the, the big, the big thing that we're waiting to find out is like why, um, Ron yeah, Livingston's name. Ron Ron Livingston's character is John. I think it's John, right? Yeah. Um, why his character committed suicide? Because there's a big secret there, and um, his assistant. She feels like she's aware of some of it. Yeah. I wonder how much inspiration they got from Desperate Housewives for this with the suicide. Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch Desperate Housewives. <laughs> I think there is something in that uh, some sort of financial dealings or something that yeah. he was doing that uh, it may not have been uh, all above board uh, as. Uh, yeah, but I hope it's more than that. I feel like it needs to be more than that. You know, I feel like it better be a really great reveal. Don't you think, Jason? Well, as with all reveals, the longer you take to get to it, the better it has to be. <laughs> but the less the less likely it is to actually be that good. Yeah, I'm uh, afraid I'm definitely going to be let down by the reveal. Uh, but that's so uh, I'm a little scared with that. But, but that's the thing I'm, that's come up uh, from the first episode. There was news stories in the background about you know these different uh, some sort of financial problems or some sort of uh, public works prob thing or something that was happening in the background and it was on the news in the background too many times to not be something. Mm-hmm. And so it, it seems like that could be, you know, part of something. And he just saw things where they also talk about how like it, it you know, he had disappeared kind of, uh, they hadn't really been intimate or much of anything as a couple for like a couple of years. So there's, there was more things, you know, problems in his life or whatever in the, that he, you know, he decides to take this way out. Uh, but the dynamic that they've created with the rest of the, uh, you know, the, the group. It's just uh, so good. It's and, just so yeah, solid. And, yeah. Each, each episode is, is interesting and you're, I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to just talk about it and not be super spoilery so that I try, know. try and talk Carla into watching it without telling her all the stuff that's happened so far. Fine. I will watch the pilot tonight. If it's still available on Hulu. Uh, I'm not sure. Cause this was episode six. So, um, the pilot might've gone away. Yeah, oh, then I guess I just won't be able to watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, um, well, the whole issue with Delilah's pregnancy um, and the back and forth with that, that was huge this week. Um, another, like, a story, the story with Rome is actually, like, really um, relatable as far as him, you know, seemingly having this happy life, but then he's um, struggling with depression and... Um, Gary, Gary ends up being one of the characters that I wasn't like 
a fan of in the beginning, and now he's he's like the best friend that everybody has it in the group. It turns out, like, even though, yeah, <laughs> uh, even though he seems to, you know, be sort of like the player or whatever, but uh, but yet he seems to be the actual rock of the <laughs> of this. He group. does. It's crazy. Uh, even though he seems to be the flaky one, or try and portray himself as the more free-spirited flaky one or whatever but also just another interesting storyline where they he had breast cancer yeah and so they're they're doing a storyline of a guy that got breast cancer and and him dealing with is it going to come back like uh you know is is it really gone and what you know what that means at, you know like it's you know something you totally you know associate as something that happens to females and, right. uh, and not, you know, and so like they've given him an interesting backstory as well to, uh, you know, to play out from, uh, you know, some of the, I don't know, just, to, I think a lot of the storylines work. And even though some of them keep, like, I, like I said, this, like you said, this week was the, you know, the reveal that Delilah was pregnant. All right. And, you know, her husband, what? you know, her husband, <laughs> you know, just kidding. Yeah, you know, but her husband's dead. Like that's a big, you know, that like, is a big, because that's and a, you find that is out, pretty explosive, yeah, like you know, one way or another, you, find, you know, and then you find out like what they're like two, three weeks past, uh, you know, the, the funeral or whatever. And, and you find out that, uh, uh, that you're pregnant, but that's one of those things that right now you go, it, it's working. A couple, it is. A season I can't now, believe it. You know, like a season from now or something like that, you start feeling like now they're just throwing stuff in, you know, to, to make, you know, to continue to make this work. But right now, everything seems to... I mean, I can't believe well. we found out, like the characters have found out all that they found out already. I thought that was like pretty quick. Yeah, like um, if yeah. you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. Well, that's the, well, that's the, well. Everybody finds out that she's pregnant. Like she's trying to keep it a secret. Yeah. And then the whole group knows by the end of the episode. Well, and, everybody's already found out that she had an affair. Like there was an affair. Everybody's found out that she's not, that she's pregnant. Um, you, I mean, the kid, her kids haven't found out, and that's going to be a huge um but even, thing like, eventually. You know, you know, even Rome's secret had come, has come out to his wife now, and thank God that you know, that is what I was like. I need this to come out already. Yeah. And so, so you you have a bunch of these things that keep popping up, but yet they don't stay secret from the person that you know really needs to know, and then and then a lot of times from the whole group, uh, you know, type of thing. And I don't know. I I'm, I'm just really enjoying the show for being something that is you know, more on the uh, serious side. Not that there's not, you know. There is humor, for some, sure. Some humor within the show, but. Uh, uh, but I like what everybody's dealing with. Is um, I look forward to seeing how Gina and Rome deal with, you know, her finding um, his suicide note and everything. Yeah, that, um, was the, and, that was one problem I had with this episode, is everything's been... You know, you see Ron Livingston's character in flashbacks. I'm glad that they went away from he didn't always have to be in somebody's video you know, right. like, that they were showing. Like they actually committed to 
going back, you know, six months or a year or two years or whatever to show you something from these people's past. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like the sort of dream sequence scenario or, or the could be scenario of like the John's former assistant having, you know, like if I give her this, this, this is what could happen. <gasps> oh yeah. That was a little weird. Like I didn't, I don't think they need to resort to those kind of things. Yeah, that's the type of thing where it was just for the effect of like being able right. to, you know, I think put we could have gotten the then... same. I think if we could have gotten the same sort of thing just from looking at the expression on her face and not and her leaving without, you know what I mean? Like yeah, like uh, or like her starting to, you know, like pull it out or whatever, and then and then changing yeah. her mind or something like that. That. Uh, you didn't need like this whole thing to make it seem like she act because because it goes from her leaving the bathroom to coming out and this whole scene takes place and then they rip it out from under you. Yeah, they and totally I, do. I I hope that doesn't become shows a thing. do that shows do that and then I'm like, come on now. Yeah, but that if that continues to happen, that would be annoying because that's the first time it's happened. Yeah, in, in this in this show and. Uh, with all the other stuff that they have going on, I don't think they need to pull that kind of crap on. Yeah. Like, and the other thing is, is I really wanted just to see more of Gina and Rome's like discussion um, after Gina found out about her husband and how close she was to losing him. Um, Cause it happened towards the end of the episode and then it just kind of moved on to whatever the cliffhanger or whatever the end was. And hopefully it'll pick up again next week, but I'm like, I kind of want to just settle into that for a little bit. <laughs> but I don't know. All right. Well, I will I say lo- I, I love the show. That you um all six episodes are on Hulu, so well, Okay, good. You've already committed to watching at least the first one, so. I will. Maybe not tonight cuz Supergirl and uh, Charmed are on tonight, but we'll oh, see. Oh, please. Well, you need to commit to watching the first two episodes because for you, I'll watch yeah. too. I, I will give even... up. I will give up watching one of my Hallmark movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but my, the first but two Jason, are definitely better than yeah, Hallmark movies. But <laughs> Jason, but I, I, my thing is like is Eddie's wife, Catherine Grace Park. Like, I, I want they're fleshing her out, which is good. But I want, I want to see her more. Well, we I don't like a, that she's. I don't like that she's so separate. But I, I liked how it played in with the previously in an episode where you know she said that John was the one that made her feel yeah part of the group, and so it it what it, it was a a big loss for her too, and yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense with that, with with him not being there, that she's not around. But still, I want to see her more. But I, I like the episode that showed. Like her working and you know, but wanting to be with the family and wanting to see uh-huh. the play and but then that also, was really great. But then also, what do schools do? School plays in the middle of the day? Like, is that a thing? I think so. <laughs> like, I think so. I don't know. I don't have I a don't, kid. I don't, <laughs> I don't either. I just uh, it just seemed like a I don't know. Like it wasn't even like after school or like a you know. Or something. No, like it seemed it, it was, was like the early was, afternoon yeah, or like the be, late morning. It was like at lunch. They were having a play yeah. and all this, all the parents <laughs> were going to be there. And I was like, "That uh, is that really how that works? 
But yeah, I think uh, uh, Carla's committed to watching two episodes and she's probably going to end up watching all six because she's going to get so so sucked in by the end of episode two that she's just going to binge it. And right. It probably. And then, <laughs> and then on, a, on a future episode of the podcast, uh, she'll come on and her recommendation will be Million a little million things. little things. <laughs> you guys know me so well. Uh, but with that, we'll actually go to our uh, TV recommendations. And Carla, what would you like to recommend? Uh, this try and keep it under a million. Just uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just two um, little things. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, commonly, you know, people rave about like Netflix shows. So like Daredevil came out. It was it was really it was very good. Um, we talked about Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, also a good show. But I'm going to I think um, Amazon Prime Video is not talked about enough and the shows that are on there. So um, season two of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel comes out. Yes! And so I'm going to recommend that everybody watch season one. I, when it first was announced, I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to be a show for me. I'm I'm not huge into period pieces very often. And I was kind of thought, no, like, I don't really care to, like, go into the 50s. I didn't watch Mad Men, you know. <laughs> um, but then... One weekend, I was just like, you know, I'm going to give it a try. And I had heard some good things about it. And it is hilarious. She is amazing. You will find her annoying at times, but it's a good annoying. Like, there, you know, she does have some character flaws. The people around her um, are good. But the best parts is when she's on stage doing her comedy, by far. And I, as soon as it was done, I was like, where are screeners for season two? When is season two coming? And it's announced it is coming out in December. December. Um, so I recommend that. And then I also want to give a small little um, plug for at Amazon Prime of um, Jack Ryan. I really, really liked Jack Ryan a lot. I thought it was well done. It's totally not The Amazing Mrs. Maisel. Um, it's an action flick basically told over i think eight or ten episodes um but it has some hearts and tries to show different points of view so um give uh, amazon prime a look and i don't know do either of you watch either of those i watched the marvelous mrs Maisel, and it's amazing and it deserved all the all the awards that it got recently (laughs) so um it's on my want to watch list and i've only ever got to the first episode of Jack Ryan and haven't uh, gotten back to it, but uh, it's also on my watch list. So many things are on my watch list, but the things that are on streaming tend to get backburnered because I need to get stuff <laughs> off the DVR before other stuff uh, gets, uh, you know, gets recorded and stuff starts dropping off. Although that's one way that I've, uh, I've ended watching some shows as I went to go watch it. And you're like, Oh, there's episodes missing. I guess I waited too long. Goodbye. See, that's why, (laughs) that's why you switch from watching things on your DVR to just watching streaming. Cause like, I don't even really DVR things anymore. I just watch what's on. um, I have Hulu without commercials, which is like the most amazing thing in the world. It is. And then, um, and begrudgingly I'll even watch on the CW app because that's, 
what I have to do. Though yeah. those sometimes I'll watch on the DVR, but I'll watch on the CW app because it's easier than fiddling with the DVR. Yeah, I have a uh, Hulu commercial-free Hulu. I also have uh, YouTube TV, and that's that's where I end up watching CW. So what? It's on there. Yes. I'm going to have to check that out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, how about you, Tina? What is, uh, what's your recommendation? I'm going to recommend. I have, like, very, very cheesy recommendations. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah. First, I'm uh, the suspense say, is killing us. First, I'm going to say... Um, I ended up getting, speaking of streaming, and it's all because of Hulu and um, this podcast I listened to, I ended up getting hooked on a British soap opera called Hollyoaks. It has this huge cast, um, and it's on Hulu, and they're like two weeks behind um, the UK. Um, They're two weeks behind UK, but um, it's just like a weekday. It's like a soap that airs Monday through Friday in England, and it has this huge cast, but they end up, they, they do some wacky, wacky things. You know, they recently had a group of women who had all been hurt by this one awful gangster guy. Um, they ended up like ganging up together to kill him. And, um, and, but then they end up doing like socially relevant stories like, um, you know, um, like the uh, one of the characters was recently sexually abused and everything like that. So and then they have and then they do these really amazing like stunts where th- this this year they did this huge storm. It was like a storm and a tornado and um, how weddings got wrecked and all this drama was going on. And um, it, it it ended up I don't even know why I started watching it. I just got it kind of got hooked over the summer and it just kept getting better and better. And now I can't stop watching. So it's awesome. Okay. So Tina, it's on season 24. Did you yeah, start at the beginning? Hulu, no, on Hulu, Hulu only has like the last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've only, I've, I started, even though I watched in June, they had like from November, 2017, so Can you just jump I've in anywhere? Last... Yeah, yeah a... you can just jump in anywhere. If it's a soap opera, you can just those are built to you just jump in anywhere and after yeah. after a couple of weeks you pretty much know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I got I got my sister hooked on it too and now we like get on the phone every day and just talk about it. <laughs> so, um it's just fun and um it's it has this a huge huge cast and you know, I don't know. I'll I'm still learning about the show. Like I've been watching it for a while. And then all of a sudden these characters return and I'm like, who are you? But they've been part of the show for a long time. So I'm constantly learning and still, you know, but it's really good. So I love that. And then, um, my other recommendation is, you know, tis the season to watch holiday Christmas movies, right? Hallmark has already started with their Christmas movie season, like from here on uh, till the end of the year, you'll be able to watch Christmas movies on Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Lifetime, Freeform, Up TV, and Netflix, among others. Um, they're all cheesy, they're but they're um, infectious and fun, and you know they're like cotton candy. 
cotton sweet. candy for the soul. <laughs> Even I think. See, you should have said they're like candy canes. They're like candy canes. <laughs> yes. Cotton candy canes. Cotton candy canes, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Even a, even like uh, Ion usually has. A, oh, Ion, a yeah. Of them. And if you want to, and usually, you want to talk cheesy. <laughs> they're usually on the uh, I don't know a lower tier of uh, those type of movies, but uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, last year, last year there was one on Lifetime. I can't remember the name of the title, but it had Bethany Joy Lenz and Andrew Walker. That one was easily my favorite of last year. We'll see which one is gonna have is gonna be my favorite this year. But there is gonna be one that airs. I think it's going to be on Lifetime, and it's like a reunion of the One Tree Hill cast. So I'm definitely looking forward to that one. And then on Hallmark Channel, they're actually getting a little bit more diverse with some of their movies and their, you know, I think, um, I think Tia Mari and Tatiana Ali, maybe I can't remember, but, um, they're going to be part of these movies. So, um, definitely a good time to start watching those. <laughs> Especially if you want to find, uh, movies and things with the past favorites from TV, they tend to pop up in these, uh, or you're watching oh, yeah. it and you're like, oh, that's so-and-so from such-and-such such a show. Oh, yeah. Chad Michael Murray <laughs> is in one that's airing tonight, I think, on Hallmark Channel. Like, I think. Um, Which one? Yeah, he's Chad Michael tonight. Murray. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Victor Webster. I mean, like, all these people, all these, pa you know, actors that have been part of your favorite shows for years and years. A lot of soap actors who, you know, used to be on soaps, they end up showing up in these movies. Um, that, that's part of the reason why I like them so much. <laughs> All these familiar so, faces. I came to see if, because um, last year on Netflix they had uh, A Christmas Prince. which Oh, uh, yes. And so there's a sequel that's going to be out this year. Um, but when I was looking for that, um, if you're a Vampire Diaries fan, um, Kat Graham, just they just released a holiday movie with her called The Holiday Calendar. It just came out. Okay, I'll be watching that. So I may have to watch that tonight instead of A Million Little <laughs> Mysteries or well, Secrets did, or whatever you guys are you calling did, it. You did say A Million, a million Little Things. A Million Little Mysteries. In place of a Hallmark movie, but... We'll let you off. Netflix is. I don't know, but just a different cat enough. Graham, I... <laughs> Netflix. Well, there's this one. Did you ever watch the show Bitten on? Um, it was on Sci-Fi. It was like a yeah. Canadian yeah. werewolf show. Well, there was a he. Um, one of the actors from that show. I think his first name is Grayson or something like that. He was on an Up TV. Um, Christmas movie last year, and then I found out there's going to be a sequel this year. <laughs> so I'm like. <laughs> on board <laughs> oh there's a, there's two new christmas ones out on netflix already <laughs> gosh i'm in trouble <laughs> <laughs> i know what i'm doing for the rest of the year <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna be on like hallmark channel and netflix and lifetime and ion and up <laughs> exactly and freeform i think is gonna have some too so yeah so we know what will be on your dvr uh, exactly <laughs> uh, i will confess i still actually have christmas movies that i didn't watch from last season I'm oh, no. <laughs> well with the uh 
I they believe, have so many. I believe with the Hallmark ones, and maybe one of the others, since they they give them a title of like whatever they are. Uh, like I forget, I forget what this year's they're titling their all their Christmas movies or whatever. You can almost like subs- subscribe and set it like to record like a series and it'll record all the new ones. Really? I I believe so on at least on Xfinity. I I believe that <laughs> works that way. And you can well, just I have I have a really old school DVR from like 20 years ago, so it doesn't do fancy stuff like that. <laughs> no, I have YouTube TV, but I don't think that YouTube has Hallmark. Well, I don't you know. just have to head out to Netflix and watch that uh <laughs> Yeah. You need to find out what this YouTube TV is. That's your recommendation. Oh, yeah. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> What's your recommendation, it. Jason? <laughs> we'll be here all night. Yeah, I know. That's a, I, know. Uh, I don't know. I. It's it's harder to come up with one on a weekly basis, and so, uh, and but this week it worked out perfectly because you guys each gave twelve. So, <laughs> so I think we're, so I think we're set. Uh, and I can get like eight more if you yeah. want. Uh, I know I held I held back. I mean, actually, I, 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 mean, too. I mean, I did say keep it under a million, and you did do that. So, uh, uh, all right. So uh, as always, you can find uh, links uh, to our recommendations, uh, which will be a giant list apparently this week. And. Uh, <laughs> Uh, as well as the news stories we talked about and also where you can find each of us online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 403. And uh, next week, Kyle Nolan from net will be back and joining us. Kyle! Hi, Kyle. Will be Troy Heinrichs uh, from the Beyond Westworld and the Blacklist Exposed podcast. And uh, we'll be talking uh, more TV next week. And... Uh, Thank you, Carla and Tina, for joining me on episode 403. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Tina. Thanks, Carla. Thanks, John Boy.